everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number 163. This is the episode for the week of October 21st, 2020. And what a year it's been, Steve. Um, my name's Steven, so the PHNA, so it should be pronounced Stefan, but it is actually pronounced Steven. Uh, of course, joining me is the co-founder, and well, I guess the founder, and then the founder. I became the co-founder. No, uh, that's no, not how that works. You don't founder. just become a co-founder. Yeah, you're the co... Dude. Dude? <laughs> uh, <I'm> Steve, <laughs> spelled with a PH and an E, so you'd think it's Stefan, but it's actually Steven, and it's actually Steve, and no one's confused about that ever. Yo, what up? All right, Steve, I want to start at the top of the show here. There's been a lot of news across the country in the past weeks, and especially here in Nova Scotia. I want to highlight the... Uh, Straight up, I, I would call it terrorism, domestic terrorism against the um, Mi'kmaq fishers out here in Nova Scotia. Um, they are exercising their treaty rights to fish for lobsters, and they're having their shit burned down. They're having their cars vandalized, set on fire. Their communities being terrorized by some just domestic terrorists. And I want to say on behalf of CanadianNovas.com, I think I speak for you and me when I say this, that we support the indigenous peoples all across this land from Wet'suwet'en land defenders against the uh, oil lines in BC to the land back lane land defenders in Ontario to the Mi'kmaqs here in Nova Scotia that we support you. All this stuff happening to you is bullshit. And I'm going to put in the show notes, Steve, resources for people to support those indigenous peoples defending their land against terrorism. Awesome. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask, um, because I'm going to be honest, this story isn't getting that much play here in Ontario like I don't like I see most of it covered in our discord in the politics channel I'm not I've really been seeing, furiously you know, posting about it all week yeah no and as you should like I haven't really seen on CP24 and stuff like that like it's not really gaining a lot of uh, traction over here for you know one reason or, or the other so I was just about to ask for some something where I can donate something mm-hmm. Just like this summer when we highlighted the the bail funds for protests in Mm -hmm. the United States against uh, anti-black racism, we will, of course, be putting our full support behind the indigenous peoples fighting for their treaty rights just to be honored. They're just asking for what the government agreed to give them to be honored. And that's not even happening. (sighs) Now that that's out of the way, Steve, and again, that's top of the show notes. Did I lose you? Are you still with me? No, I'm still here. I mean, I, okay, I okay. just, uh, I have nothing else to add really other than, you know, what, everything you said. So hook, hook yeah. us up with that, those links. I will definitely, um, you know, send some money and, and, and whatnot towards those things because, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty disgusting what's going on over there, so. It is. The, uh, they were selling lobsters in front of uh, City Hall to raise money. Uh, I wasn't able to get over there, and I, I don't really like lobster, but um, I <laughs> would have if I could. And what are you uh, doing over there if you don't like lobster? I love like shrimp, <laughs> Steve. I love shrimp right, and fine. fish. I love uh, lobsters. Fine, like it's there was a reason it was peasant food for centuries. It's because it was bottom feeding dirt f- fish. You know, well they are disgusting creatures. They are just like the bottom. They're literally the bottom of the the ground. Like like lobsters are what the peasants ate because it was so easy to you just th- literally threw something in the water and came back and you got a bunch. <laughs> Last time I had lobsters when I proposed actually because we were on uh, we were in Santa Monica and ate a very delicious lobster that cost me like forty dollars. So 
they're also they're, they shouldn't be worth that much money okay okay we're getting on a, a i don't know what you want <laughs> The CanadianGameDevs.com podcast is, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. You can back us there for two-day early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, game key giveaways, discount codes for Canadian gaming events, as well as new physical rewards, uh, including stickers, mugs. No, we don't have mugs, sorry. We, people want mugs. We should look into mugs, including stickers, uh, shirts, and old merch that Steve will personally ship to you after sniffing it and stuffing it in a box. Yep. I, uh, not a box, a little kind of a uh, saran wrap. Bubble wrap uh, thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, bubble wrap paper or whatever. Yeah, I want the shit out of my house. So just uh, actually that reminds me I got to look up the sizes we have because we got, we got some other requests. But I don't need this, this shit in my house anymore. So become a patron. Get good sweater i don't care just need out <laughs> need it gone back us once again patreon.com slash canadian game devs as we do on this show steve we like to cover all the events jobs news upcoming canadian games you could wish list and of course we'll start with events the october game writer circle and social by dames making games toronto is still happening thursday october 29th 6 30 p.m eastern 7 30 atlantic eight o'clock in newfoundland I love that. Do you, do you did you get the reference like the CBC voice when they do the the times for things and no? Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't I, I didn't catch it, but now I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. Uh, also ongoing all throughout this month is the Festival of International Virtual and Augmented Reality Stories, uh, showcasing expertly curated selection of immersive experiences from around the world, including many Canadian developers. Uh, storytellers, I should say. So, uh, all, of course, all the links for everything we talked about, and I don't say this enough, is in the show notes, uh, as well as the page on our website where I post the podcast. So if you're ever like, oh, I heard him say a thing and I want to look at it, scroll down to the show notes, go to the website, canadiangamedevs.com slash podcast, it's all there. And for these, go to canadiangamedevs.com slash events. That's running until November 2nd. So if you want to check out all of those AR uh, stories and uh, in and virtual reality stories you should do that as a side tangent steve did you hear about all the uh uh oculus quest 2 issues with facebook no (laughs) so the quest 2 just came out it's their um uh wireless headset where like all the computing's done in the vr headset itself Mm -hmm. and this is their first new product since facebook bought them i think so part of the sign up process is you have to have a facebook account and uh some oculus users who have been using it since like 2016 when the first one came out and have like a library of games and stuff didn't have their uh facebook didn't have a facebook account or didn't link it so getting the quest 2 they download it start to set up and facebook flagged their account banned them and that locked them out of all of their games oh my god and it's happening to a lot of people it's not like there's threads and threads of people who are posting the the screenshots and like i'm lost access to all my stuff because of facebook so once again steve that's crazy (laughs) facebook is required man that's uh so yeah i I, that might be a topic at the festival of international vr and ar (laughs) stories because it's topical but uh shout out to uh someone in our discord got a quest too as well i think it was I don't want to say in case I get it wrong, but there's hopefully is working as intended. Uh, Steve, we got some more jobs to plug at Canuck play. They are still ramping up production on their new project as well as uh, continuing to support Doug Flea's maximum football 2020 hot off PS fours and Xbox ones everywhere. They are looking for a full-time senior unity game developer, a full-time unity game developer, 
a full-time, actually these are all full-time, a character technical animator and a 3D modeler. This is in studio at their Peterborough office, so if you can get there, please apply for these jobs. You can send your CVs, which we discovered last week is Latin for cur- curriculum verite, to jobs at canuckplay.com. You can also check out the listing on our website at canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs. We also post it in our Discord, which you should join. Isn't that right, Steve? That's right. You know what we forgot to, what I forgot to chirp you for last week? What did you chirp what did you forget to chirp me for last week? Uh, that we had to ban our first person on Discord. Oh yeah. <laughs> first like non bot because I Yeah, I yeah, we get a few. lot of bot we get a lot of bot bans for people like, hey, you want help writing your essays? And we're like, no, <laughs> please get out. <laughs> But you had to, you had the first like legit ban, but it it was it was legit. Um, I it just was really in the want... politics channel too, Steve. It got it the the track record was ruined. I know we have we've had such a good clean politics channel, but they just started spouting nonsense and just wasn't wasn't there for the community. They just wanted a job or whatever and just chirp and uh, troll. So I really just wanted to kind of chirp you for that. But uh, Discord's true. with like almost eleven hundred people, so people should join. We post stuff there all the time. Some people post their job Great stuff. Discussions before they ask us if they can post it <laughs> and so we just leave them up there so it's uh it's a good community yeah um definitely join that and don't be a troll yeah especially on our the... discord you could be like i guess don't be a troll in general but especially... you're gonna troll anyone troll like i don't know politicians yeah i'm fine with that imagine if <sighs> biden or trump had a discord channel Biden has an Animal Crossing island. Oh yeah, that's right. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't uh, the kind of funny guys go to it or something? Yep. <laughs> was it cringy and just stupid? Of course it was cringy. I mean, the whole Democratic nomination process and campaign has been cringy and stupid. And wasn't um, weren't weren't a few of them on Twitch as well? Wasn't Bernie Sanders on Twitch? Oh, Bernie was doing roundtables every week. He was talking to union leaders across the country, and he was. Um, did he ever? Did ans- he ever play games though? No, uh, he was just doing the the talking one. Uh, he um, should have played like Dota or something. <laughs> Trump got his Twitch channel banned, I think, for misinformation or something. I think you're right. Uh, it was like a temporary ban, but yeah. Well, his Twitter got flagged as well too for like, um, for COVID, like just the dumbest timeline, Steve. We're just <laughs> in the dumbest timeline. Oh my god! You know that episode of Community where they they flip the the dice to see who goes gets the pizza and and Troy comes back and everything's on fire. Oh, it's a great episode. Yeah, that's the timeline we're in. Everything's on fire, and we're just dragging this limp carcass of a society across the finish line for 2020. You know, I saw I saw like a not a meme. I forget what but like i saw people kind of like looking up what their tweets were from like january 2020 and you know how everyone's like 2020 is going to be my year i'm really going to focus on myself supposed to be the summer of george steve the summer of george (laughs) exactly it's just been i voted today steve i voted for mayor oh did you yeah voted for mayor halifax shout out to max i believe in you uh and i hope you do continue to fight for i hope you win and then continue to fight for environmental justice and is that is that the current mayor of halifax or no no uh, max was cool he's like a tiktok star he's, he's like a 22 year old from halifax grew up here and was just like hey anyone can just sign up to run for mayor and these two old 50 year old sleaze bags are currently doing it so i think i could do it better and i agree i relate a lot more with a 22 year old who spends a lot of time on tiktok than a 57 year old union busting fat white guy so i voted for max and i voted for jen for my local 
uh, council representative. She suffers from scoliosis, or she's in a wheelchair. And so her part of her campaign is to make the council as accessible as possible and make housing more accessible for people. And I'm a big fan of that. There you go. Yeah. I, uh, I had no idea. There's a, there's a, cause we were talking this in the discord too, how I kept seeing a lot of like elections, Canada ads and stuff like that. And there's like a by-election. Is that what they're called when they have to do? Yeah. 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 There's a by-election just North of me. I don't think it's my area. It's the North area, but that the that, guy uh, stepped down to spend more time with his family, which I'm guessing means cheated or drugs. Yeah. Something I don't really follow. Like, I'm, I'm guessing that I don't closely, know. but you never know. But uh, but that Max, uh, that one, not not your Max, the the Maxime people's, Bernier, yeah, the People's Party guy, like snuck in there. And I was like, wow. People, really- people ask me why I hate Quebec so much. I don't hate Quebec. Quebec's a beautiful province. Uh, I make fun of Quebec so much. It's because they have people like Maxime Bernier enter the political scene and <laughs> are just an absolute joke of a political candidate. I'm trying to find. Uh, info on this. On Shout this. out to the, the Rhinoceros Party of Canada for running in Maxime Bernier's riding during the last federal, federal election, another candidate named Maxime Bernier, just so that when people went to vote, there were two Maxime Berniers on the ballot. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, pretty That's the kind of trolling I want people to do. That's a good troll. I agree. Yeah. I like the, and right. we were talking earlier, the, the TikTok troll of uh, the Trump uh, campaign. That was good shit too, so... Some good ones. There's some good ones. That's it for events and jobs on our site, com slash events or slash jobs. Now let's move on to the news this week, Steve. I have a huge slew of news for you, some of which you haven't seen yet, and I'm excited to get your impression about. I'm kind of interested in some of these. We'll start with some of the more mainstream news up top. NHL 21, of course, developed by EA Vancouver and Burnaby, with support from other EA studios across Canada, is coming PlayStation 4. It's out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. No next-gen version this year. We've talked about this before. I'm assuming NHL 2022 will be the jump to PS5 Series SX. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's out. They have that um, that pixel mode I like, where it's like classic NHL 95 style, but with modern players. So like, a Vetchkin comes up, and he's missing the teeth, and he laughs, and his head bobs up and down. I think it's, I think it's clever. NHL 94 guy, come on. 94, whatever. Before I was born. Uh, oh, God. Any opinions about NHL 21? That NHL 94 mode, I think you had to pre-order it. I don't think, like, I think if you buy the game now, you can't get it. At least not yet. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was just a pre-order bonus. I'm more excited to play that, to be honest, because NHL 94 is, like, fucking dope. Dope game. So good. I um, played ice hockey for NES on the NES uh, virtual thing on Switch. Yeah, this is after that, though. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, NHL 21, like it's got a, obviously a big fan base sucks that we're not getting like a PS5 Xbox series S edition. I'm guessing like the game will still be like, you know, it's still going to run on those things. Cause I'm, I'm still confused by this, right? Like I'm, I'm confused at like what a next gen patch means. Like what's the difference? Like they just announced Marvel's Avengers won't have its PS5 day one patch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the game will still work on PS5, so I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. what like, and and the loading times will be much better. They've said, so I'm just like, what, like I don't understand what the patch is. Like, is it just better resolution? I'm always confused. Yes, by yeah. Um, I, so so like, PS PlayStation was really bungled their whole backwards compatibility stuff. They the, what the way I understand it now, having read the PlayStation blog, is every PS4 game works on PS5 except for that list of like ten they found, like Hitman Go and 
those other ones for some reason. I don't know if they were developed in a proprietary engine or something. Yeah. Um, and then for Xbox, it's literally everything pretty much all the way back to the original Xbox, even discs, like put them in and they'll work. Yeah. So, but like, what, what does it mean when like, like Destiny, they've announced this week as well, Destiny 2 doesn't have the patch like day one, like it's coming later but it'll still work and it'll have improved load times. So I'm just like, so like the load times are improved because both consoles use SSDs. So just anything loaded off that will mm, load immeasurably faster. faster. Yeah. But as far as like a new skew of the game that I assume would have like PS five trophies instead of PS four trophies or anything like that is what's not coming. Cause apparently NBA 2k 21, like I'm told, you guys were trying to talk me out of this. Like, we'll have a WNBA because it doesn't have a my career for WNBA players. It just it has the WNBA like players and stuff, and you can like do uh, games with it, but you can't do like the my career part with it. And I want to do that for Sophia, <laughs> like bring her up. And I'm like so disgusted by that game. Where I'm just like, oh, like I get like, don't do it, Steve. It's gross. Don't do it. I know. I don't know. Anyways, get it in like get it in like two or three years when it's a PS Plus game. Well, I might like what I what I. Do and and this is what I'll do with the NHL as well. It's like I just play these games, right? And they're all the same. You got to wait a couple of years to really kind of get at least get like some good improvements or whatever. So like I'll yeah. I'll be passing on NHL twenty one. I might cop the the first next gen one though next year, but just to see the next gen improvements. Yeah, just to see what it is. Although the first yeah, like, PS four one was missing a bunch of stuff. It wasn't until like the next game that actually like had some stuff. I remember that. Um, you played NBA two K. 2019 20 that was the okay yeah so yeah get 23 or whatever 22 i don't know we'll 22 see. we'll see okay next bit of news today steve british columbia based indie game developer phoenix labs has released a new monster type for dauntless uh titled the untamed wilds wild this update uh, includes the new monster uh new missions as well as quote-unquote terra escalation a gauntlet style challenge uh, the game is out free-to-play on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and the Epic Game Store, and is cross-play. You and I streamed this game last summer. Feels like ages ago. And it it's like a ago. it's a Monster Hunter-style game with a, a very distinct visual style from that. It's more like these the simple flat colors of like uh, Fortnite or something. Yeah, I really liked it. I It was probably the last like Switch game I played of a decent amount. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a Switch controller, like a Joy-Con right now, so I can't play it. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, it's free to play. Like, I, I might dive back in just to see. The thing that always kind of, like, unsettled me in Dauntless is, like, they don't do the thing that Apex and Fortnite does, whereas if you if you play enough of the Battle Pass, then you just get a... You basically pay for it and can just use that towards the next Battle Pass. Mm. They don't mm-hmm. do that. You gotta, like... You get some stuff. I think you need to, like, do... Th- two or three battle passes before you can kind of get the next one. Um, okay. So that always kind of just rubbed me the wrong way, but the game is pretty sweet. Actually. I, I like it. If you're into that monster hunter stuff, I know you weren't really feeling it. And we also played with a bunch of like five-year-olds, which was, <laughs> we did play with some <laughs> five-year-olds. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that style of game anyway. So it wasn't my cup of tea in my opinion on it. Wouldn't be as useful as someone who would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Next bit of news today, Steve. Uh, Beyond the Wire is deploying into Steam Early Access next week. Now, last week on the show, we mentioned huge omission from our coverage on the site was the squad, that 100-player 
uh, Vancouver developed multiplayer game. This mm-hmm. is a new project from them. That's Offworld Industries and Redstone Interactive in Vancouver. Uh, this is the next sort of big game to use their tech. I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of the same infrastructure to have those 100-player uh, large-scale multiplayer matches. Uh, it's a first-person shooter, uh, quote, immersing players in the frantic and bloody western front of the Great War. Uh, that's World War One. Interesting, not a lot of games go for World War One, so that's going to be... I, I, I'm always interested by games that try and capture that war because of how... There weren't like those grand, fantastic battles per se. It was like no, they're they're just people dying in trenches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, early access, October twenty first. Um, it's currently unavailable for pre-order, uh, but you can add it to your wish list. It's fifty v fifty, which, God bless those network programmers and everyone there who are going to try and launch a game on that scale next week. Um, my thoughts. Are with you. Uh, this is from their Steam page. Quote, we are anticipating Beyond the Wire to launch sometime in 2021 or 2022. Our desire oh, wow. is to ensure a strong and compelling feature set for the 1.0 release with exciting content that will keep our existing community happy and entice new players to experience Beyond the Wire. Our team is committed to excellence. And with that very positive several tens of thousands reviews that their first game got, um, it looks like the players are also appreciating that excellence oh man they even have a spot for the mustard gas <laughs> that comes brutal out. brutal brutal I, other than battlefield one i don't know many other i don't know any other world war one like shooters um in ba- in battlefield one took a lot of liberties no i know but like it was it was taking place it took place during world war one but it was I mean, an interesting start to the game i don't know if you, you saw how that game started yeah like where it uh it said like when you get shot or whatever it says like you're the it was actual veterans names with date of death yeah so this looks pretty cool i just watched the trailer it looks pretty neat um how much is there the price um i mean we could probably get an idea based on the other game let me yeah. pull that up yeah the squad was fifty nine ninety nine. I don't know. Is right now Canadian, uh, so not full full price of like a triple A game. But I assume the early access price will be a little cheaper. You always assume that, but um, mm-hmm. stay tuned next week for the the full price. Fifty versus fifty though seems pretty sweet. So, dude, I can't like imagine that Discord channel of people trying to communicate. That's crazy. Well, I'm guessing they'll do the thing where it's like you have a squad. So it's 50 versus 50, but you got like your group of like four or five people. Hmm, yeah, that makes sense. Did you ever play Mag, though? Remember that? Oh, I remember Mag, Steve. They were bringing it to... back. The, the modders brought it back. Oh, really? Yeah, because they shot yeah, it Yeah, it's back. back online. That was like a few weeks ago I read about that. Oh, that's sick. On PS3 or like? No, it was on PC, essentially, because you mm-hmm. can't really do it through PS3. Yeah, because what was that? That was that was a hundred and... It was 256 total, I think. Oh, too many people, Steve. I know. I always wanted to play it, but it came out during like the poor poor Steve era, so I never got a chance to, to give it a shot. Mm. I always wanted to play that. I, I, I like the idea of these like war, like war, big war things. Like I kind of like the idea of like a battle royale mm-hmm. like in terms of the amount of players. Fortnite's um, done 50v50. Yeah, but it's still the like once you die, you're done sort of thing. So I, so I yeah. want like the team deathmatch, but it's like 50 versus 50 or whatever. Here's, here's an aside, and I know we have a lot of news to go through, but as I was playing uh, Apex Day with some friends, you just don't 
realize or don't think about how guns in video games just don't make any sense. Like when you throw out a clip with like 19 rounds left in it or something and it just adds that to your other inventory. Yeah. Like that's not, that's, that's not how guns, like I think about that on a lot of like <laughs> video game guns make no sense. And if you did try to do it realistically, you would, you would frustrate people who've been playing these games for like 30 years with that not being how it works. I gotta imagine that there is some game out there that does do that though. I'm sure there's some realistic uh, shooters out there that would uh, uh, the hardcore. Would Metro do that on the hardcore mode? Because aren't bullets your like currency in Metro? Metro's crazy. You have to like wipe your mask off and like check your oxygen, and it's it's a little too finicky for me. But you know what? They might actually if you like if you try and reload with with clips in your magazine, it probably just throws them away because that's how guns work. Yeah, I keep meaning to Not play sure, it because it's on like PlayStation Now and stuff. So, all right, Steve. Next news today. Long time covered by us, Lucifer Within Us, former wishlist this feature, is out now on PC. It's on Steam and Itch.io. Of course, buy on Itch.io if you can. I think they throw in a Steam key anyway. Montreal-based indie game studio Kitfox Games have released their player-directed, story-rich mystery game, Lucifer Within Us. From the creator of Shrouded Isle, Lucifer Within Us, in Lucifer Within Us, players take on the role of a digital exorcist who can see beyond this reality into alternate timelines of the accused. It's a short mystery where you can solve murders, purify the possessed, and purge their demons. It's currently on their first week uh, discount, so it's nineteen seventy nine Canadian, uh, eighteen US on Itchio, and it looks really interesting. We we talked about it on Wishlist this several weeks ago. Uh, we both like the idea of that timeline detective style game uh and, and it's gorgeous too i love the art style a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome and uh shout out to kid fox for getting the crushing game out, it follow so. them on tiktok they're, they're crushing on tiktok oh they're they're awesome on tiktok yeah next bit of news today steve mass effect legendary edition has been rated in south korea now there's some speculation in the discord about whether this game will have andromeda everyone pretty much said it does and i hope it does andromeda had a no one sets out to make a bad game steve what happened was ea ramped up this studio in montreal or i guess bioware did tasked them with making a sequel to one of the most successful rpg trilogies of all times slash their budgets a bunch they essentially made the game in what like 14 19 months or something like i read that kotaku expose on it after everything fell apart Mm -hmm. and then a bunch of them got canned and bioware just spent the next little bit kind of just patching out the biggest bugs and just sort of left it to die which is kind of sad and and i think like that team kind of merged into ea motive to make the star wars squadron uh, that makes sense it's it deserved better. Mass Effect Andromeda deserved better. There was space for more games in the Mass Effect universe because of how expansive it is and, and how many different. Yeah, it was a. Um, it was a sequel. Was it a prequel or a sequel? I forget what they did with it. No, it was uh, a sequel because it was them going to the next galaxy. It w- so if I recall, it like took place during like I think Mass Effect three, like the start of it or two, and they're basically like getting the fuck out of there to like just like to i guess be in a different place but then they travel for so long they basically go in stasis and it's like it actually is like a thousand years into the future or something like that yeah because because mass effect one two three took place in the milky way galaxy and all the different species there and they were put in like and frozen and shipped off to andromeda which is the next galaxy over yeah i i played i was enjoying it and then i got like i basically had this bug where i lost like four or five hours of of gameplay and i never went back to it 
Um, I can almost get, I can I can basically just guarantee you though it will not be in this like trilogy thing. They gotta get this trilogy thing out though. I guess in that IGN article they're mentioning about how November seventh is the end seven day shit. And yes, maybe we'll see it then. I mean, we better like at this point like they keep kind of just like this just keeps kind of coming up. Um, People I want mean, it. I never played uh, Mass Effect three, so I would I would cop this like day one. Uh, I like three. Three is underrated. Yeah, everyone hate it because that ending. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, everyone. I I assume Bioware is not working on this though. Like it's being ported by uh, a different studio. Maybe EA Motive. Who knows? Maybe. So yeah, expect maybe Wouldn't more that be a that. diss though. <laughs> like your, oh, your like, task with making Andromeda, <laughs> you fail and you close uh, the studio, and then they give yeah. you the better like trilogy to just like polish and release. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's video games uh so yeah expect more information on november 7th uh i would play mass effect again i love those games they were there was one summer whenever the trilogy came out for 360 i got the trilogy and just essentially like for july and august just played those games nonstop. it was my friend hayden came over and just played dota 2 on the laptop and then i played mass effect on the tv and we had Walking Dead playing like on a separate laptop propped up on a chair. And we just like didn't go outside for like two months. Oh, jeez. Best summer of my life. I, uh, anyway, Steve. Yeah, I, I played two when it came out on PS3, like day one. And they had the little comic book that explains one. But I had a friend who was just a huge fan. So he kind of already told me like everything that mm-hmm. happens or I watched him play it. And I played one a little bit and but never like got that far. And then I never even played three. Like I haven't. So I'm not very intimate with the series at all. So I would I would cop this like day one without a doubt. It's better than Dragon Age. Uh, next bit of news this week: indie cult classic They Bleed Pixels is coming to the Nintendo Switch. It'll be launching October 22nd for 18.89 Canadian dollars. Pre-orders are live now with a 20% launch discount running through the end of the month, October 31st. Uh, this is the first time They Bleed Pixels has come to console. There you go. Is it really? Uh, we have a, it is yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a code uh, for Switch where we will be streaming it on our Twitch. I have I have it set up, Steve. I'll, I'll have to send a picture. I'll put it out on Twitter so people can see this. But I have like the monitor on one side with the capture card connected to my computer. So now I can play essentially any console with HDMI and then still stream on my computer without murdering it. Nice. And yeah, so it's set up. We just gotta start streaming more. Um, and maybe streaming more in November for Extra Life. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, we should we should say too. We hit the the goal in Patreon. So I bought a new mic, which was apparently supposed to arrive today. Um, and it didn't. And it didn't yet. Well, they haven't. Wait, didn't you say Sunday? Though. Didn't you well, say Sunday? Yeah, and then I checked this today, and it said that'd be arriving today by seven o'clock oh. or nine o'clock, and didn't arrive yet. It didn't. Okay. Um. So the next. So like basically, the podcast should sound better next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, apologies last week for my poor audio quality. Everyone was too nice to me, Aaron and Eric, for pointing it out in the Discord. Last two bits of news today, Steve. Uh, Bitcutter Studios has announced that CanadianGameDevs.com most anticipated game voted by the hundreds of people who participated in our survey, Groove, most anticipated game of 2020, I should say, Groove Gunner is coming out on Steam Early Access October 28th. It's a technical VR rhythm shooter. It's a picture like Blaster Masters meets Beat Saber is how I would pitch it, I guess. But I'm not working on it, so maybe that's not <laughs> my place to do so. Uh, 
it's a VR game, so that will be key. You will need VR to play it. And early access, uh, no pre-order price yet. I don't see this being like more than 25, 30, but don't take my word for it. Uh, Groove Gunner's unique take on the VR rhythm genre challenges players with a mix of shooting and blocking. Every song is carefully crafted to be fun, exciting, and challenging. Uh, this is, of course, developed by Saskatchewan-based? Alberta-based? Let me double-check this. Big Hunter Studios? I think Saskatchewan. Big if true. Um, let me get to their Twitter here. Uh, uh, Big Hunter Studios is based in Regina, Saskatchewan. Hot damn. Swish. Swish. Nailed it. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have doubted myself. I should have just confidently said it. It's a podcast. I could just edit it to make me sound like a genius. But, That's uh, true. Alas. In fact, uh, once you can again, edit out this whole part, though. Really I could. I'm not going to. We're, we're transparent with the people here, Steve. <laughs> October 28th, Groove Gunner, Steam. Check it out. Last news I want to highlight for you today. This came courtesy of someone who DM'd us on Twitter, uh, Attila Gabriel B. Uh, wanted to bring to our attention a, a an interesting new Steam game bundle. This is the 10MG collection. Uh, MG stands for Minute Games. Uh, this features this bundle features 10 games that take 10 minutes to play, and the goal, and I'll quote here from their press kit, 10MG is a collection of 10 games, 10 doses of stimulating, new, and creative gameplay, each designed to be a single 10-minute session in length. Each game is made by a different member of the collective, is sold for $10 as a bundle, and shares the recognizable 10MG brand. So they're hoping to spin this up into something they release multiple of. Uh, the primary goal is to create an appetite for short games. And our angle here, Steve, is there are three Canadian developers who are featured in this bundle. First, the game Handmade Death Labyrinth, Issue Zero, developed by Droken, uh, is, quote, a dungeon crawl in glorious 160 by 144 resolution. Fight unforgiving battles in tight corridors. Use powerful, limited magic to overcome the odds. Next, You Are Such a Soft and Round Kitten by Sylvie uh, in Canada. A lot of these people just have Canada in their Twitter bios. Uh, quote, a curious kitten encounters a world of doors and items. What will happen in the strange world that nobody has seen where mysterious crystals can be found? And lastly, 10MG Stroke, developed by Bluish Green Pro, who is Attila Gabriel B., who brought this to our attention. Quote, the memory of a medical emergency crafted into an interactive fiction. How will you act when someone you love is in the middle of a medical emergency and all you can do is wait? I, Steve, am very interested by this initiative. I think we need to develop a appetite for shorter games, especially in a year where we've had games I would argue would benefit from rigorous editing and cutting. Uh, last was part two. So I hope <laughs> all the best for 10MG, and uh, I hope they continue to work with Canadian developers. And I will be picking up this game. It's 10 bucks. Uh, that's the 10MG collection. Um, you can... Let me, before I, yes, you can buy these games individually. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, looks like you can. Yeah, so so all these games are like two or three bucks individually, but buying the bundle gives you a 55% discount. So uh, you get it for ten twenty nine Canadian, whereas it would be twenty two eighty one individually. Every game, Steam Capsule has the little 10MG logo on it. It's like a little red and yellow pill. Uh, that makes sense. It's like short and digestible. That's, that's clever branding. Good work, 10MG. Nice job. What do you think, Steve? I want your opinion on this. I like the uh, yeah, like you said, I like the initiative. I like the idea behind this. Um, I'm guessing like all the other, like the other games are just like from other areas or whatever. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, those Um, are the only Canadian ones I highlighted. There's mm, 10 total in the bundle. I gotcha. Uh, I think I'm feeling the Handmade Death Labyrinth one the most. Mm. Um, Although the the Kin one, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to say no to Kins. It's hard to say no to Kins, Steve. But, because it just looks like a Game Boy game that I would have played, like, back in the day. It looks awesome. Um, So this is pretty sweet, actually. You're gonna, like... You should, are you, going to, you should stream it. I'm just going to tell you to do it. Just stream it. Okay, yeah. yeah. It would take no time at all. So, yeah, we should definitely uh, stream this one. It's, it's out now uh, as of whenever you're listening to this. Um, if you just search 10MG Collection on Steam, it will also be in the news link uh, that I put in the show notes. So you can just scroll down and find that. And I hope they do really well. And I hope it's also on Itch.io, I should say. Uh, so, yeah. Let me, let me double check the Itch.io link, I think. Handmade Death Labyrinth Issue Zero seeks to answer the question, if you strip procedurally generation from the roguelike genre, what remains? Turns out the answer is actually quite a lot. By focusing on and exploring the lesser tenets of the genre, HMDL is able to capture a sense of exploration and discovery and allows the player to poke at the world and learn its secrets. Ooh, good pitch. Good pitch. Yes, well, it is that's on a, Sorry, that's a, that's a Steam review. Oh, that's a Steam review. That's a good Steam review. I am an, I'm... I'm intrigued. Um, they set... All right, so here's interesting. On Steam... Or sorry, on Itch.io, you can set, like, goals. And so they set a goal at launch to raise a $1,000... Or earn $1,000 through this bundle. And they're currently at 2860 um, nice So it appears to be doing beyond their expectations, which bodes well. And for the amount of work that goes into a 10-minute game, I'm assuming that everyone's probably recouped development costs from this and everything else is gravy, I hope. I'm just going to say too, like the the stroke one, I I don't think I could play. <laughs> I my That's father okay, had a stroke like twelve years ago, and I I just I wouldn't be able to play it. So uh, it's a cool. I'm I'm glad that it's a cool. I don't want to say cool. It's an interesting story, and I'm glad mm-hmm. it's like a topic that they decided to make the game about. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm I'm going to have to pass on that one. That's okay. There's cool. a there's a smorgasbord of options here, Steve. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, so that's 10MG Collective Collection. Sorry, shout out to Attila for reaching out and uh, bringing this to our attention. And uh, you can follow all their work. I linked it in the article that will be in the show notes. Check those out. I when, am all for out, shorter sorry? games. When's the it's game? out now. Oh, perfect. The, yeah, the bundle's out now, and this is part of a collective these developers have created, so I assume they're trying to turn this into a... Uh, a bigger full-time thing. There's been other um, examples of this. Um, Sock Pop Collective uh, also did just a bunch of short um, games that they released in HEO and then eventually got onto Steam. That mm. essentially they created like an in-house art style that um, sort of came to define their work, and then they released like Sock Pop Collections that contained a bunch of these little games. And it appears to be, I think, that's their full-time thing now. So this appears to be something that can work for people. And game development. Uh, can get very expensive and so i think this smaller um you know one-off do an interesting thing type games uh have a lot of potential interesting that you can't add the bundle to a wish list but you can add the individual game so i added all three of the canadian games to the wish list if you want to i'll just do a ding 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 yeah um cool yeah I like it. This is funny. It's coming up uh, at a time when that thing was just going uh, viral on Twitter where it was showing, like, the average completion of games beat 
by the mm. user, and it was like Spider Man was like fifty percent, Death Stranding was super low, Red Dead Redemption is like twenty percent, other stuff. Like Holy, that. yeah, and I pe- believe that. And people are just like, games are too long. I, I'm games sh- are too long, Steve. Yeah, let me let me try to find it because basically we we can anyone can get that information, right? You just got to look at the like a trophy for the one that's beat the boss, mm-hmm. and the percentage of people that have done that have been the boss and and whatnot. You know. Yeah, that was. That was something I felt like and really crystallized for me uh, in the past couple of years. Like I would say it probably started with God of War uh, in Spider-Man and then Death Stranding and then Last of Us Part 2 and I didn't even finish Ghost of Tsushima. It's just like gamers in quotes have long because 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 gaming press started as like a hobby press where it was like reviewing it like a product like a car where it was like what are you going to get more mileage for your dollar uh Mm -hmm. and and people are making formulas for like ten dollars for each 10 hours of gameplay is probably good and like that sort of rotten (laughs) uh way we look at games sort of like became the core of games media in a big way and gamers sort of adopted that and so it's become like ah how long does it take to beat though and is it like a 60 to 100 hour campaign and i'm like no 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 i would pay full price for like a really tight five to ten hour campaign that just didn't mess around didn't have me comparing armor to get the slightly better one and do that a hundred times like i would just pay 79.9 for just give me a tight five to ten hour game that you spent years making as polished as possible you know what i mean no i get you Trying to find that tweet, but uh, you feel me. I I believe that though, and and people look at uh, Steam achievements a lot for like uh, figuring out how far people got in the game, especially when it's like an achievement for every chapter of the game. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff, Steve. Can I move on to wishlist this, or do you want to dig for that tweet a little bit more? Um, I thought it was one of the Runbow guys who tweeted, but I'm just checking all their Twitter and I don't see it. So we can just move on. Just. I'm sure it's not. It doesn't come to a surprise that, like, you know, here. Let me just check PSN profiles. And Spider Man, I mean, is probably one of the like shorter games that was on that list. To beat the campaign, probably like fifteen to twenty hours for the average player, I'd say. Let me see. Marvel Spider Man. Uh, Death Stranding was way too long. Eight point seven percent of people had the platinum. Where's the like? Where's beat the, the game. Roll credits. Complete. Yeah, which what which one would that be? Uh, track down demon takedown. No. Complete. Uh, Control F uh, finish or complete. Finish. This is great radio, Steve. We're doing some great content here. Complete. I mean, there's complete act three was fifty percent. Yeah, so not a lot of people made it to the end of the game. Yeah, so you got to imagine like, and I I remember thinking about this about Fallout Four as well, where because there was branching trees mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, already you have a game that is like, you know, 80 hours or six, mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60, 70 hours. But then you also added branching trees. So not only are you going to get the people who don't reach that far in general, but then you also get like, say 50% of the people get to the branching tree part. You then divide it up by four. So it's like only like five percent of a, a player base will see like a particular part of the game like it's so it's kind of like it was really i was like man this is so weird in like rpgs especially like that sort of stuff is more it hurts a little steve especially given i'm assuming lots of work was put into that content no one's seeing uh you know they did the control the control c and control v and then just sort of sure sure yeah i mean fallout <laughs> did that i would believe that control anyway. you know replace this per- character's name with another character or whatever 
Fallout 2 was the last good Fallout. Uh, let's move on to wish list this. Every week on the show, I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games. Steve has to wish list right now. Of course, we are all beholden to Mighty Gaben and the Steam algorithm, so we do our part here to help Canadian developers get the traction they need on Steam. And uh, we've sort of broadened it up to um, mailing lists. Epic has wish lists now. PlayStation took theirs out. Xbox has never had them. And Nintendo has it. Uh, yeah, like for a few games. Um, but yeah, so it mainly started with Steam, but we, we've broadened up. The wish list has evolved, Steve, over time. This week, we got three games. First, The Dungeon Beneath by Puzzlebox Games in Montreal. They're in our Discord. Uh, this is how they brought this to our attention. It's coming out October 23rd. That is this coming Friday. Uh, you can wishlist on Steam. Quote, The Dungeon Beneath is a tactical roguelike auto-battler. Gather your party and descend into the dungeon, battling your way through room after room of nefarious enemies. Collect powerful artifacts and equipment to create an endless variety of strategies puzzle box games uh of course was getting people to check out the launch trailer they made uh, which i think highlights all the different stuff you can do in this game pretty well lots of screen shake good games need more screen shake um to quote the late great Flambeer, every game needs screen shake um no oh man their steam page is lit steve gifts Gifts, 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 gifts. Uh, so yeah, it looks like... I don't know, Steve. I don't play turn-based RPGs. What, what kind of game does this look like? It looks like... Um, the there. So there was a Mega Man RPG series on Game Boy Advance that was like... It was sort of like a mix between like Mega Man and Digimon. They like went into the computer and stuff. So it's you got the like... You got a little bit of the grid-based stuff when, that you get in that you would get in like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or stuff, but you're not mm. moving around so much. But you might have moves that can only attack like certain grids. It looks like it's on a nine by nine thing. The looks position matters. Yeah, position matters, but it's not as like vital as it is in like a Fire Emblem or something like that. Okay. Okay. It looks sweet though. It looks like it has like sort of a Legend of Zelda uh, Link to the Past look. Yes, like, I was going to say Link to the Past too. Um, it's pretty sweet. Craft your unique party. Like I think these games always shine in like just giving you a lot of different options. Typically in a Final Fantasy game, you'd have your like party of like three or four out of like a possible eight. But you know, with these, you'd want like bigger classes and, and more classes and stuff like that. It looks like it. Mm-hmm. And also, they have a little gif on adding to your wish list, which I always actually adding to your wish list <laughs> and following, which I I appreciate. All right, Steve. I have to ask. I have to ask. Is the dungeon beneath on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. I already added it, and you got mad at me. So, yeah, uh, yeah, done add it so I could redo it here with the, the jingle. Okay. Anywho, next game today. I wish list this Mason Building Bricks by Telegrammatic in Canada. It's releasing November 9th, also very soon. Uh, quote. <clears throat> Mason is a virtual brick set. You can play with the Mason the same way you would with Lego bricks. That actually wasn't a great Steam description. But the way they're pitching this game in the trailer is a lot more compelling to me. It's got, like, um, you know, those classic ancient Greek columns and towns, and you're sort of, like, building, and you can, like, populate the the town center with people who have, like, the, what do you call those, one-piece bathrobe things. Um, And it's... it looks like a very complex, like laying each individual brick. Like you can get really finicky if you want with the way you're building these buildings. Um, seeing great pyramids being built. Um, yeah, it looks like basically just like ancient Civ building sim, which I'm sure there's a market for. Yeah. What 
what I would want out of this is sort of like a, you know, it's like he's trying to learn for free, but like I would, I wouldn't mind like some, some education stuff going in here, some history on this stuff because I, I, I love this like era, and I think mm-hmm. that would be kind of cool as you're building like these, uh, you know, these buildings and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, bold of them to think that the world will exist past November 3rd, but, you know. <laughs> oh, Steve, it better. I pre-ordered multiple consoles. I know. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, gifts in the Steam page. Um, I like the freeform camera, setting up people, making it. You're making your little ancient village, and mm-hmm. I think uh, that's that's pretty cool. It's giving me uh, RuneScape people vibes, like like old-school RuneScape people. Yeah, it, it does have that, like, graphic style where it's, like... Um, not a lot of like I guess like low purposely quality? not yeah like purposely low quality or just not a lot of detail on the characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering like how much of the characters you kind of like. There's a first person mode that lets you explore the environment, which I think is pretty cool. But I wonder like how much if that like matters. Like if you can like get a I don't know did they have mares back then or whatever the leader of the city whatever they would be called and and like the doctor or whatever like if he set up stuff. Like that. <laughs> I have to ask Steve is mason colon building bricks on your steam wish list yes it is excellent so what's the last what is follow and what is on wish list i think i've asked that before but i don't know steam that well follow means you'll get an email whenever they post something and wish list mm-hmm. means you'll get a email when it um like releases or goes on sale i'm pretty sure okay yeah i, I do get that i get the emails about like it's on sale or like it's it's out or no no if like you that. follow a game it'll like show up in your like steam news feed where you can they have like a community page and stuff oh uh, i see yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. all right steve last game for wishlist this week i'm kind of cheating a little bit we featured phantom brigade uh almost a year ago now uh but they have switcherooed and are no longer releasing on steam first they are coming to the epic game store first so when we cover this game the first time, you couldn't wishlist on Epic. So that's I'm counting it, Steve. It's a technicality. Uh, by Brace <laughs> oh, I Yourself this Games. Game. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Brace Yourself Games in Vancouver. Uh, of course, Crypto the Necrodancer, uh, Industries of Titan, which we covered on the site this year. Also an Epic Store exclusive. They seem to be doing well with Epic. Uh, we also streamed that one, and I had a great time with it. I loved Industries of Titan. The range of their games, Steve, at Brace Yourself is great. And also shout out to Ryan Clark on Shark Tank, uh, his like semi-frequent Twitch stream where he just goes through industry news and like indie game market trends. It's very, very interesting, and I highly recommend everyone check out those streams if you can. And he's also very good about like engaging with questions in the chat. Like I've asked questions and he's like talked about them. So Wait, they're just Shark a great tank like the 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 game show thingy? No, I don't know why he calls it No, like clark tank maybe i don't know there's a there's a cute name for it that's like oh, okay <laughs> where they just talk about uh industry trends and stuff I was like, like one of those old game. old ass shark tank people is like a game developer <laughs> no, no 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 it's it's something else I, I i i don't i forget what they call it i don't want to ruin it anyway that's fair phantom brigade is their next project it's coming out november 16th on the epic game store quote Phantom Brigade is a hybrid turn-based and real-time tactical rpg focusing on in-depth customization and player driven stories the trailer for this game is gorgeous. How do they keep making these games, Steve? Going from Crypt of the Necrodancer, which was uh, sort of, I guess you would describe it as isometric pixel art, very, very gorgeous pixel art, um, to Industries of Titan, which was like a much more stylized, I guess, low poly, but it wasn't really. And then now Phantom Brigade, which is like very, uh, not like realistic, but like much more 
it's it's realistic but stylized a little in a way that it's kinda, it's, is like a mech warrior game yeah it's got an anime yeah. feel i feel like with the characters yeah and so i'm looking at a trailer here now and there's someone in like a giant mech with a shield getting shot at by tanks and like she's like got the iron man interface on the inside and uh yeah they uh have done a wide range of art styles successfully you think i loved crypto next answer i loved uh industries titan and this game looks dope what do you think steve yeah it looks awesome i love mechs uh i kind of miss zone of the enders that was a great game back in the day mm. Um, are are people over the whole like Steam versus Epic Game Store? Are these guys getting death threats and shit like like other games have in the past? Maybe like, I I don't know. I I never. No, I got why because gamers are the worst and just love to complain about things. But you know, I don't think with games that a, a launch that announce for a platform and then switch, we're getting a lot more hate. So like Ooblets, which had a steam page for a while and they're like hey we signed with epic we're coming there first and then they got so much hate mm. but games that sort of like from conception or from announcement come out on uh steam or epic game store i don't think get the brunt of that true um i have to ask steve is phantom brigade from brace Self games on your epic wish list yeah it's on two wish lists now so they're, they're playing dip. they're playing this smart they know <laughs> I don't know how much I'm sure wishlists factor in on Epic, like for as much as visibility goes. I assume so. I mean, it's analytics, right? Like it, it shows interest, interest, and that's what that's what all these wishlists shit is about, like or liking or whatever or follows or. That's what it's always about, or just retweets. Like it's just an interest. It's just like a good way to gauge interest. Um. And uh, and obviously Steam and Epic Game Store want to get that you know thirty slash twelve percent or whatever it is, and they're going to drive people towards games that are, um, trying to. That are getting other people's attention. Mm. I remember like. I remember reading an article when I was in school about Netflix. This is back before Netflix was the beast of what it is now. They were offering a million dollars for people to improve their algorithm by like 1%. Because basically the idea was that like someone would sign up for Netflix, rent the movie. This is back when you had to like order the the DVDs or whatever. You would get like a movie and then, you know, you'd get maybe one or two afterwards and then their recommendations were too shitty and you would just bail. So it was like worth to them to like basically just keep recommending you stuff based off your previous likes, and that's what all this stuff is. So it's looking at like the genres that are that are on this, mm-hmm. and like comparing it. So it's just like, oh, we saw, you know, we joke about it sometimes where it's like, I think I was looking at a game one time and it was like, oh, this game is similar to Dota, which you played for forty five minutes seven years ago, and you're like, no, it's not. It's like, no, you failed on that one, Steam. Like yeah, that's what they're nice trying try, to do, Gabe. Right? <laughs> So that's what they're that's what they're trying to do, and that shit's huge because basically you just want people to like get that credit card. Well, we will hopefully get our credit cards and some uh, listeners out for Phantom Brigade, Mason, and Dungeon Beneath. That's right. If that's they're doing it smart, wish- if you're a PlayStation, then you're just a bunch of fucking idiots. Oh my god! Like, oh, you don't need the wish list. Whatever. PlayStation's it's so stupid this time around, Steve. Anyway. If you want your game featured on Wishlist this, please get it to us any way you want. Send it in our Discord like uh, Puzzlebox did. DM me on Twitter, uh, at Canada Te- Game text, Devs. Text you. Text me, TikTok me. Uh, contact at Canada Game Devs. 432. However, 
you can get in front of us. Moving on to our most recent uh, section of the podcast, Steve, Discord discussion. And mm-hmm. in this section, I like to highlight, uh, I like to, to pluck from our Discord over the past week some discussions I noticed get a lot of traction and uh, sort of uh, sort of talk them out on the show with you and, and see how we're both feeling. Uh, I have a, a few we'll get through um, that I, I wanted to highlight. First, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition just came out. This isn't the Canadian-developed one. Note, that will be Age of Empires 4, developed in Vancouver. But Age of Empires 3 featured a very interesting start-up screen. So when players booted up for the first time, they were greeted with a note that took up the full screen and you had to, to click out of. And I'm going to read this for you because I think this is, this is really important. Mm-hmm. To learn from the power of our own stories is uniquely human. At World's Edge, we value authenticity and respectful representations grounded in truth. The original release of Age of Empires III took liberties with the depiction of indigenous civilizations, as well as the depiction of events and personages from American history. As we developed Age of Empires III Definitive Edition, we collaborated with Native American and First Nation consultants to correct these errors. And I want to just say it's very key that they say errors. We are immensely grateful for the time, patience, and faith shown to us by members of the Lakota and Haudenosaunee nations. We have replaced inaccurate or stereotypical depictions, created new voiceovers using authentic speakers, and addressed problematic and harmful mechanics and storylines. Harmful mechanics is another key phrase there, Steve, I want to get back to. We hope that you, the age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition player, will join us in celebrating the rich and vibrant cultures represented in the game we have increased our resolve going forward to live out the values of quote gaming for everyone and quote a commitment to a journey not a destination another key description there this is a journey steve this is a constant process it, you're never there you've never achieved the best rep- the best version of your game you could always be improving and so everything in this everything in this note up front was so crucial to me um Specifically, they they note that there were errors in their description. They were they weren't going to say you know they weren't going to say what other people do like oh like it, it was acceptable at the time or like like we we don't like you know what I mean when when people mm-hmm. try and apologize for things and they, they try to like shrug it off like they were like no the people who made Age of Empires three fucked up and they fucked up pretty bad and we want to correct those fuck ups. I mean obviously they weren't going to say that in a notice, but that's how that reads to me. You know. Mm-hmm. And so they also put up an interview with the consultant, uh, one of the consultants on the game, and sort of uh, walked through with him why he agreed to do this with them, what he did, and what he helped them with, and uh, you know all the big changes. It was a very interesting interview, and we're not going to get into the full thing here. But in our Discord, people were, were talking about how that's great. More games should do this. There's no excuse for doing this, especially on huge budget productions like Age of Empires. And Sid Meier's looking at you, Sid. Uh, and we joked about how, you know, in pretty much every game with a native character, there's the animal superpower. And that, like, Assassin's Creed 3 in particular was one of those huge standout ones where the whole DLC for <coughs> Assassin's Creed 3 was essentially like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you had animal superpowers? And it, it was really tone deaf and kind of fell flat for a lot of people. So this is really cool, and uh, I recommend people go read the interview. I'll link it in the show notes under Discord description. W- what do you think about this, Steve? Uh, I like it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I never really played Age of Empires, so mm-hmm. I didn't know either beforehand or like even that they're re-releasing this version. Um, They've done so the first two. This is the third. They've done all three now. 
Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I, I don't follow the series or whatever. Um, mm. But it's, it's good. Like this, like you said, it's, it was a mistake. They like they should be doing this. And I read that interview, and it's, it's a good interview. And I think like the other important part too is like, they are consulting with like leaders in in those communities on like what they should be doing. It's not mm. like they're just kind of taking hand like they're just like oh well this was awful let's just replace it with this like they're they're getting like the facts straight from the people who would know they're getting the experts in and and stuff and so i just see this as like a complete win like they're not they're not changing the old game like if you're really like such an anal about it and you want to like you still want the like the original thing like are they like they're not going back and changing it i'm guessing i don't know how age of, how old age of empires 3 is but like if you still want that outdated stupid shit like you can do that i guess but like you might as well fix the past and, and the mistakes from the past while you're while you're going forward right like you don't need to mm-hmm. keep bringing this shit um keep shrugging along the same racist stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> game yeah. after game um so yeah, I mean it's it's good. I I and I'm always like curious if people like really care or like sorry if people are getting mad about this. I didn't really see anything about this, but it's such a like it's such a niche market that I don't really engage in anyway. So I I don't really even know. But like I'm sure there's people who are just like oh they're ruining the original game. Blake in our Discord said you love to see it. <laughs> and I do love to see it, Steve. Yeah, it's good. The interview is really good, though. Like, you'll link it in the show notes. Like, I read it. Um, it's good shit. And I, and I did giggle about, like, you know, it's like, the, oh, there's a native character. They have to have, like, some sort of special animal power. Like, there's so many tropes like that, too. So, um, not just with, like, native native characters, but, like, other other things, too. Um, and, you know, they're they're called tropes for a reason. Like, you don't need to have them in the game. So, good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talked a bit about Destiny, uh, Halo, and Bungie, and everyone is pretty much like, I don't really like the story in <laughs> Destiny or Halo. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you the story of Halo. I played all of them, and uh, I couldn't really tell you the story of Destiny either. Although, um, I, I can tell you the Alburn, premise. Like, I know the Alburn, premise. Blake also uh dm'd me personally to say i'm a huge buff for the the lore in destiny and i said oh man what was it like going through like because in destiny one they hit all that lore in like grimoire cards you had to look up online he was like it was I remember it was just the worst like <laughs> yeah i remember I, that. it was so stupid oh man and uh and yeah like people are really getting into the story of destiny 2 and the next big expansion like i'm seeing so many people excited for the next stage of all these characters i never i couldn't i don't know who they are but there seems to be a turnaround from Bungie a la Halo and Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 where they've established something people start to care about. Yeah, I think people are excited because I think this would be the first um, Bungie game that does not have a either Microsoft or Activision plug behind it. Maybe, maybe yeah. the last expansion to Destiny, but... Well, their first game was just them. Mm, it was a... Oh, shit, what was it? Oh, is that Ani or whatever? What was their first game? Their first game before Halo was just them. Uh, they would have had a publisher, it? though. Mm. So in 1994, they released a marathon. 
uh, a rocket jumping FPS, then known as Grenade. Oh hopping. no, yeah. So they published that. So then Ani was the game I was thinking of, but that was that's like that was actually Rockstar Games that published it. Bungie and Rockstar working on a game together. It's my baby crying in the background. Halo and the Destiny, Destiny Two. Apparently, there's some game called Matter that's on here, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I I don't know the story. Of Halo. I I know that, like I said, I know the premise of Halo and I know the premise of Destiny, but like I don't know anything about it. People were like, the someone posted the like, oh, are we the baddies for Master Chief? And I was like, wait, is he the baddie? Like, the, yeah, you do a genocide. Like, you're you're. But aren't you gen? Aren't you? It, don't you get genocide in Halo Reach? Like, don't the aliens like destroy an entire planet in Halo Reach? No, but like the the Spartans were created to go to the colonies and like put down resistances and like kill natives or something were they i i don't know man it's there's like 17 books and like a movie and a podcast and a tv show yeah so yeah yeah that's the thing i don't know but i'm uh, i'm 95 96 percent sure like you're <laughs> the, the spartans were created by the that extra percent <laughs> yeah it's weird but yeah, uh, you and I are going to hop into Destiny Two when uh, next console launches because there's crossplay and we're going to play together. I've already been, I've already kind of dabbled in a little bit. And I bought the upgrade edition. I have no idea Ooh. what it got me, but I bought it um, and and sort of played that. Pro tip: you can get some tro- some gold trophies very quickly in uh, in Destiny Two, so that's pretty good. I'm actually only like I just got to do the raid and I got the platinum, so that's kind of exciting. Hot damn! Yeah. All right, last thing we talked about in the Discord this week. Everyone seemed really hot on the PS5 UI, except Cronius, who said it looked so bad. But uh, I get the feeling they're they're leaning more towards Xbox this time around. But that's okay. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But uh, I really like the PS5 UI, Steve. I think... Sorry, I'm burping a lot. Separating the media from the games was key, because that's... Like, I, I hate going through all these squares on my PS4 just to get to the game. Like, I do... Like, if I'm sitting out my PS4, I am either going to play a game... Or I don't even use Netflix or anything or YouTube on there, so I really just want the game tab. Hmm. Um, what's yeah, like the jingle, the, Steve? What's the ambient noise? I need to hear what 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 the ambient <laughs> noise is going to be. I like that the the background is more like kind of in your face. Like, uh, hopefully, there's a lot of like cool themes and stuff that you can get, and so it's just like a computer screen where your icons are pretty small, and you just get like a really crisp, beautiful like picture in the background that. Mm-hmm is just like awesome and looks sweet like they had the ratchet and clank one which looked like really really cool so i don't know it's a ui like fuck whatever it's yeah (laughs) the xbox one is the they they just updated xbox one i got that update and that's essentially the series xs ui and yeah it's the it's the squares and you go up and down um it it looks good and i'm sure it'll be a lot snappier and smooth on a series x because it kind of chugs a little on my xbox one yeah but um yeah i i like it uh Cronius said, uh, I think that PS5 UI looks like absolute shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I disagree, but that's okay. Uh, I mean, like the console looks stupid. The UI looks like it looks fine. Whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care about these things. Like if it runs fast enough, I like, that's totally fine. Like, I don't know. The only one that like, I think the Wii one was really cool. The channels, the channels, but then like the Switch one is kind of like that, but shittier. I don't remember what the Wii U one was. What the was, what was the Wii? It was U also one? they were also square. They're on the on the gamepad was the squares, and you could put that up to the TV. And oh, then there was yeah. like a Mii Plaza with all the different communities you were in. Um, um, 
the big thing I want I want to get your opinion on for the UI is uh, how do you feel about these like video guides in game? I don't like that it will tell you how quick to do something by default. Like mm. I would I would want to get that info to dig deeper, but I don't want to like just pop up that menu and then see like you got ten minutes left or whatever. I'm like ah, I don't really want to know that. Hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's cool. It'll be interesting to see. Like I'm sure all the launch games will use that stuff because like I don't think it sounds like not every game will use that. Because no, 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 it seems to be like a developer tool. Like you yeah, can set exactly. up these guides in the game. So we'll see if a year from now, if like it's still being because it makes sense for the platformer kind of like little little big planet where like you get like an average play time through. But like I, how would this work in Demon Souls? Such like an open ended, um, like explore. Like you, there's no waypoints. There's no quests. There's nothing. Like that game is about discovery and so yeah. like and that is the ps5 launch game exclusive which i feel like can't use this feature yeah that's yeah i mean it's much easier in Sackboy where it's like level one one <laughs> yeah you're your on, you're, there's a there's a end of this level and we can tell you how long it takes the average person to get there i think the, the only thing that could really do that for demon soul is um is bosses because when you, when you enter like bosses have their own kind of room um, mm, yeah, so you know what? Pulling up a video of like the boss, the best way to beat the boss would, I think, make those a lot easier. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's whatever to you. I it is what it is. Bring back the cross media bar, Steve. One of the most useful uh, <coughs> system. Yes, uh, the cross media bar got got a lot of hate, but it was very easy to find things. You know what the worst one was? Is the Vita bubbles the bubble fuck the bubbles steve the that bubbles. was the worst <laughs> i hate the fucking bubbles. Oh, I love the vita i hate those bubbles man they suck i'm like why didn't you guys just do the same x media bar i don't understand peeling because the psp did it and it had to be different but peeling the page open to, to start it oh I yeah hate that i hate that too because i had a case on my vita so I, my finger always hit the, uh, anyway anyway that was our discord discussions for this week if you want to join us and talk about games not necessarily canadian related but with canadian developers or fans or we're friends. Join our Discord. Maybe I'll put a, I'll put a Discord link in the show notes too. Then. Oh yeah, definitely do that. Oh, that's right, why so we don't have enough. Show. That's why. Why do we want more people? Because I'm not putting it in the, in the show notes. <laughs> exactly. Let's close out the show with what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, this week I played Apex with some friends. Loving the crossplay. They're on Xbox and I'm on uh, PC. But on Windows, if you just press Windows key G, you can start Xbox parties. And this. Uh, is a new update to Windows. And it's really, really cool. You're essentially just using Xbox Live services from your Windows, and it, it works everywhere. So, like, I just, just Windows G, start a party, invite there on their consoles. So they got their headsets in. Because before we had to use Discord, and they couldn't have their headsets in, but they didn't want to turn the TV volume on because their family was sleeping. And so it was just a whole pain. And they've streamlined that process. It's so easy to play pretty much any pc game that supports crossplay, and i'm on windows and they're on xbox we can just do it with a party it's nice. awesome nice um and i also jump back into doom because i want to want to check out doom and turtle on game pass but i figured I'd sh- i should beat the old doom well the second wait doom bracket 2016 bracket and oh, the story it's too you can't long. miss out on the story you gotta know what's going on i was doom. surprised there's a there's a anti-capitalist message in doom where like the corporation oh, there you go the corporation is evil because obviously if any energy company found out that there was a way to harvest energy from hell, 
they would go ahead with it and, you know, move fast, break things, Facebook it, and essentially open a portal to hell and unleash demons. And like the, the quips when you're walking through like parts of the corporation, they're like the road to hell is paved by Arjun energy. And you're like, Oh my God, like they're just skewering this, like, like a startup, not, not, it's not startup culture. It's like, it's like shareholder culture of like, Oh, we were, we're driving the innovation in the energy sector through, these portals they're opening to hell to harvest energy. And of course it falls apart and everyone dies. And, and the, the, the villain is this like CEO of the company or lead scientist or whatever. Like I, I was not anticipating that bent to doom. I don't remember that at all. To be honest, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I played and beat doom, but I don't remember the story like whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's also, it's another one of those ones that's too long. I just got all the guns in the gun wheel. So I assume I'm close. They 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 psyched me out though because like I sat down to play and I I'd been I'd played it a bunch at launch and I like got to a new chapter and it was like the beginning of the end was the name of the chapter and I was like oh cool that was like ten hours ago and it was like not the beginning of the end and they needed to rename that chapter to something like the beginning of the middle or something because <laughs> I you know ten deep. hours left yeah and i don't even know how much more i have left i've been to hell like two or three times now i i don't know it's too long it's gorgeous it's fun i hate the platforming doom's not a platformer oh there's the platform yeah i remember the platform there's a apparently, reason you couldn't dump in the or- jump in the original doom steve apparently doom eternal is a little bit better because it has like a grappling hook and stuff it is I actually so i played doom eternal a little bit this year but i, po- I put on pause and i was like ah, i want to go back and beat doom but the they copied the celeste mechanic which probably copied from something else where like you have like the dash forward or the dash up and the double jump and uh it, it really works and the i still don't like platforming in doom i don't think you should like doom's a shooter mm-hmm. but um like you couldn't move the camera in, in the first couple of dooms right like it was just strafe like it was just go yeah. into rooms and kill shit and that's what doom did good and doom 2016 was like look for the green light and jump to it and oh you missed it you fell you died start 10 minutes ago it yeah. i don't like it Especially if you're trying to find all a lot of the secrets and like, oh, I uh, gave up on that. Yeah. Oh, um, what have you been playing, Steve? Been playing. I, I went back to Resident Evil Two because I want to get. You the, talked like, about it on the Discord this week. Oh, fuck that game is man. It it's it's one of my favorite games of all time. This game is so is so so good. It's got the right amount of camp. It's like it controls so well. It's still got some legit scares. Like oh, it controls very well. It's such a love letter to the original game too. Like there's, I was nerding out and just showing Heather all these different things in the world. And she, she just had to like, listen to my stupid shit. Like, I, I love it. I'm trying to, I want to platinum it. Cause I, I just, it's like one of my favorite games now, like of all time. Like it's up there with last of us one and, and working a time. Like it's probably my, in my top three games. Like it's just, it's perfect. That's a um, tough platinum. It is a tough platinum. You got to be on hardcore um, and get an S rank. You got to beat it like six or seven times. So we'll see. But I'm having a great time. Um, I've been playing Among Us too. Have you played this yet? I've watched streams and talked to friends, but have not downloaded it. It's free on phone. We should play it. But it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Um, it's just like the memes and stuff. It's pretty funny. But you can get pretty good at like being the suspect and stuff. It's it's pretty good. Uh, Canadian wise, I played imposter Steve or the imposter whatever. Um, Canadian wise, I, I played. I got I got rushed a little bit, by the way. So okay. Canadian wise, I I did pick up Forgone uh, from Big Blue Bubble, and it's pretty awesome. It's really hard though. Like I didn't anticipate that, but I'm you know I like that's not a rogue light. I like that the platform is pretty simple, but the game the the combat is like you know it's it's simple but tough. 
and uh, mm-hmm. easy. What's the phrase? Easy to learn, difficult to master. Difficult to master. Um, and it's it's awesome. Like it's got a little bit of a Dark Souls thing to it too. When you die, you lose your thing unless you can get back there. Um, okay. Which I wasn't really, uh, which I didn't know about, and and the uh, the different weapons and stuff is is really cool and. I don't know. It's it's like really really good, and it's much harder than I thought. I'm not very far in it. I'm like hour hour and a half. Uh, I want to play more. I'm going to try to steam steam roll steam roll through that uh, tonight maybe. But um, it's awesome. I would recommend people pick it up. It's not on Steam by the way. We were wrong. It's it's only on Epic Game Store and then the consoles. So it's still. Uh, I I misspoke on last week's episode. Yeah, it's Epic Store, Switch, Xbox, <laughs> PS4. Because I was looking for a review, I was I was just like it doesn't seem like a lot of people were talking about this with the console release because I wanted because it's forty bucks it's a little it's a little you know it's on the pricey side I think it's worth it premium but it's, it's just it's not it's a little pricey um, so I was just looking for reviews and it got blasted on Steam because of the whole Epic Game thing and I was like you know, I was like you know what I'll just I'll just cop it and just see what's up and it's definitely uh, it's really really good. Um, I think, like, you know, if you're a budget gamer, I don't know how long it is, you know, for the $40. We'll see. Oh, Steve, we were talking about that. I know, I know, I know. But if you're a budget gamer, right, you want something that might be a little bit longer. You do, you do, yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I think, like, in general, it's, like, really good. I, I'd recommend it. Maybe I think on Epic Game Store, it's a little bit cheaper because it's been there for a little bit. So You can also get a, a $10 coupon if you add Rocket League to your library and count that. And they don't lose money on that. Epic eats that. So you can get it for 30 There you go. So... But you know, you know, I have a problem. So I, I, I understand. Yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's it. I gotta I gotta wrap up though. So let's. All right, that's it for episode number one hundred and sixty-three of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com/slash Canadian Game Devs. Back us to get two-day early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, game key giveaways discount codes to Canadian gaming events and if you back us at five dollars a month or higher you are accredited patreon and we list you at the end of the episode like these lovely folks huge thank you to aaron mcleod canuck play david winter david Nagy, eric beer elizabeth avery hanel gene leggett who will be on the show soon jeff shepstone jeffrey canham kai hutchins nicholas azorko nav from the academy of games Pixel Nuts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. Thank you so much for your support. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a review. We really appreciate it. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts but have any feedback for us, tell us on our Discord. Send your email to contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. We want to hear from you. Apologies for my mic quality last week. We'll have a brand new mic for Steve next week. And uh, with your support, we are slowly increasing uh, our output and the quality of our content here at CanadianGameDevs.com. Thanks for joining me, Steve. Where can people find you on the internet if they wish to do so? Stephen L. Crane, usually. Just Google that. Actually, you'll find a famous author from back in the day. Maybe just Stephen L. Crane on Twitter and, and all that. But uh, Canada Game Devs, that's where you should be going. At Canada Game Devs on Twitter. And we are both in the uh, profile description if you want to find us there. And you can find all our work on CanadianGameDevs.com. Join our Discord. Leave any feedback uh, at contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Have a great week. Fuck capitalism, fuck colonialism, <laughs> support the indigenous uh, movements all across this country that are fighting for their basic treaty rights. We refuse to give them. For shame, Justin Trudeau, you're a coward. Have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Three, two...
I think, I think we're going to do Milan. Yeah, I think we're. You should do rewatch the Bill and Ted ones. Um, yeah, I I want to. I gotta watch Bill and Ted one and two. Have you seen that interview with uh, Keanu Reeves where the guy was like, "What was it like to come back to the role of Ted after all these years?" Or, you know, and then he was like, "I'm Bill" or something. And the interview was like, "Oh my god!" And he just took his mic off and like got up and walked out. And Keanu was like, "Yeah, you should walk away. You should never do another interview again." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing.